Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Red Deer Public Library's uh, podcast, part of the story. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sage, and I'm greeted today with Claire. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What are we talking about today? Today is summer reading, because yes. summer is coming. Summer, It's been know, a very rainy tomorrow, June. Tomorrow, <laughs> first day of summer. <laughs> well, our listenership will not be listening to this tomorrow. No, but it's important but, for us. Yeah. Tomorrow's the, <laughs> so next, tomorrow is the first, first day of summer. summer. It has felt a bit weird. It's been quite rainy. Sage has been away. I was away into on holidays. World, yeah, where it was so. sunny. If you could see, if you could well, but see her tan a little bit, kind of. Also rainy, but yeah, yeah. But it back. is summer, so we do summer reading at the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage people to try new things in the summer, to read a little bit of something else, to engage with us about their favorite summer reads yes. and whatnot. Yeah. So we just wanted to give you a quick rundown on sort of what you can expect from us in the summer. And then Sage and I are introducing a new game to the podcast a called, game. yeah, called Pick Our Pass, where we make our own rules. And when we <laughs> get to always. that part, yeah, <laughs> we are the worst. We make rules, we break them. I don't know why we What's bother. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to it. But in the meantime, this is what's happening at the library this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few different things. We have um, some fun activities for kids, teens, and adults. Um, So for the little kiddos, we have uh, an amazing little bingo sheet put on by our summer reading coordinators, um, Claire, G.O.T., and Nash. Um, They're amazing. They've been doing really great things, and you can probably see them out in the community, on the book bike, reading in different parks. It's adorable. (laughs) Little mini library on the back. Yep. It's amazing. So yeah, check the schedule for all of the book bike things, because that is that is already started. It Mm -hmm. is currently happening. That's not something you have to wait for July. Weather dependent. Yes. So always check our social medias and our website before heading out on that particular day. Mm-hmm. If it's a torrential downpour, like some yeah. of the days we've had, <laughs> just, just assume. The library. Yeah, yeah, just assume and come on down to the library. Um, so you can find all the information for that at rdpl.org forward slash kids. So that's K-I-D-S-S-R-C. So there's two S's there in the middle, which tripped me up when I was typing it. Yeah, when I was typing it on something else. Um, and then, so for teens and adults, uh, we have our regular challenge sheets that we have done mm-hmm. for a number of years here at the library. And I know a lot of people think, well, summer reading challenges aren't really for me. And summer reading clubs aren't really for me. They're for everybody. Exactly. First of all, You're they're wrong. for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they're not just about reading. We want to encourage you to get out into your community, to see things that maybe you wouldn't have seen before, to do something that you might not have done before, or something that you haven't done in a while or don't really think to do. So our challenges have a little bit of mishmash of everything. And also, like, we want to hear what you're doing, what you're enjoying. So on our teen and adult um cards uh challenge sheets excuse me you'll see favorite thing or you'll see challenges like your favorite podcast maybe it's ours you know no pressure but like maybe um (laughs) for teens also like favorite online creators Mm -hmm. so we can you know see what's interesting to our teen community that's a good one yeah yeah and then at um for some of our adult challenges that are non-reading related, Sage. You can take a walk at a local spot wherever you want. Maybe you know a nice little cool spot. Maybe there happens to be a brewery at the end. Who knows? <laughs> Up to you. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, read a book published the year, year you were born. Which I like particularly like that one. It was that's one of a, our coworkers that suggested that's a good it. Idea. Yeah. You have to do a bit of a deep dive, and if you don't know where to start, come on down. Yeah, we'll help you find us. a book <laughs> do a from the year research. you were born. Yep. And I think this one's really cool. Try a recipe that reminds you of a favorite character. 
I like that one too. I'm not a cook myself, well, but I love the idea of seeing those responses. <laughs> right? Like, I think those will maybe be some good ones. So, yeah, very cool. It's very exciting. Some other things. So, you can so. get all of our challenge sheets, bingo sheets, etc., online. So, mm-hmm. you can visit that through our um, Summer Reading Club page on our website or visit the book bike or any branch including our bower mall pop-up location we do have all of the challenge sheets there as well so come in and get one for yourself for your family friends whomever just disseminate them throughout the community (laughs) and make everybody a part of red republic library's summer reading because you can get a little prize maybe you can so children are guaranteed prizes book prizes for um each bingo (laughs) sheet that they do um adults and teens for every challenge that you do or for every little flower pot that you tick off for your reading you get a draw slip for some prizes that we will have at the end of august pretty awesome yeah it'll be fun yeah i think i'm going to take part this year i don't always take part i don't know why no good reason um (laughs) i do i do read a lot and so I think I'm going to take part this year. And you do a lot of walking. I do a lot of you walking. You do a lot of walking. You could shout out to participation. You have a few more days yes. to get your move minutes in. So please do. You can visit our website, rdpl.org, for more information on participation. Red Deer has been leading number the province one, Let's go. for some days and now. I, uh, last week when I checked in, we were number one in Canada. I don't we, know we we're number are. two nationally okay. as of this morning, but, but it could have budged again. You never know. Number I love one. that you can sort of see it up to date. <laughs> and I also love that it tracks your monthly move minutes. So it tells you how many minutes that you have given to the challenge and I converted mine to hours and it was way more than I thought. <laughs> it's a lot of time. So it really makes you think that like you are moving a lot more than you think you are sometimes oh, yeah. and yeah. it's fun to like be part of this challenge and and hopefully I mean I want to win because now I'm part of the challenge so like <laughs> I want us to win. Yeah. But yeah so if you haven't already get a part of participation or if you forgot to log some minutes go in there log and them. re-log your minutes. Every minute counts. Exactly. Literally every minute yep. counts. So yeah, do that. So, the game that Sage and I are playing for summer reading <laughs> is a game that I'm very excited for. It's a game we've made up yeah. that we've sort of, uh, I mean, we've had inspiration. Inspiration, I was going to say. From, did not steal this. No, from others. <laughs> we really wanted an alliterative name, which is why we used Pick or Pass. Other people have used Pick or Pass, not for our game <laughs> specifically, but we'll just shout out those people that are also using alliterative names. Absolutely. So basically, we have sourced some lists from across the globe, aka mm-hmm. web. The interwebs. <laughs> the interwebs. And I mean, there's in, everywhere that you look, if you're a reader, it's like summaries, these yep. 20 books that you need to read for summer, those 20 recommended like, reads for you? summer. Yes. We're here to let you know. Exactly. If we would. <laughs> exactly. Make your own, so basically, you your own the rules are there are no rules. This is solely based on our personal preference and interest. Yep. So we want to know if you agree with us so this is or very exactly <laughs> or disagree with us because it's our game and we just want to play. Yeah. So what so. we're going to do is we're going to read a little synopsis, a little taste of a book that is recommended as a summer read, mm-hmm. and then we will decide based on our own prejudices. If we would read it. <laughs> pick or pass. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Pick or pass. Is it going on our TBRs or is it for someone else? And like. Maybe it's for someone else. Maybe it's your next favorite read. Exactly. And it's not on my list at all. So I'm so sorry if if we don't want to read it, and you do. So yeah, this is just personal preference. Mm -hmm. We are not right. We like to think we are, but we're definitely not. One of us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So Sage, what is your first uh, on this see. roulette of picker pass? On this one, I have The Younger Wife by Sally Hepworth. Okay. Kind of like the She's an wife. author. Yeah, that... she's an author. Absolutely. <laughs> well, no, she's an author that's on a lot of people's radar. Yes, yes. So, so. And I've seen this one go around a little bit, and it does look interesting. So it says, Tully and Rachel find themselves thrown for a loop when their father announces he is divorcing their mother with dementia and marrying a woman younger than both of them. Ooh. Controversial. Uh-oh. As they dig deeper into Heather's secrets, I'm assuming that's the new wife and the <laughs> younger wife, um, and confront their own issues, comments from their mother make them suspect that their parents' marriage may not have been as idyllic as they thought. Knowing the wedding will end in blood, oh oh <laughs> <laughs> The Younger Wife is an addictive domestic thriller that keeps you engaged as you play amateur detective, judging the reliability of the narrators, and deciding who you think is guilty. So on its base, pick or pass. I pick. I would pick that I'm going to say a pick, too, because I love a thriller in the summer. I love a thriller in the summer, yeah. Like, not in I the do. winter. I'm not, I'm not a huge, I don't know why. No, I do like a nice read. thriller yeah. in the summer. There you go. Domestic thrillers are particularly popular, like, everywhere, but here yeah. at the library as well. So if you yeah. haven't already, get your hold in. Does it have a um, release date mentioned there? April 5th. Oh, so it's already released. So it's already So out. it's probably yeah. already in our catalog for you to place a hold on. Yes, I think um, I've seen it go by a little bit. I had some holes. Well, she's so. a fairly popular author. Mm. Somewhat new, but quite popular. I do yep. see her Sounds good. a bit. So in that sort of same vein, and these mm-hmm. lists are created by some different websites, so the write-ups on them are slightly different. I did not wondering. write these, so yeah. if anything's wrong, <laughs> don't blame me. Exactly. So um, my first up for Pick or Pass is called Cult Classic by Sloan Crosley, released on June 7th. Ace essayist Sloan Crosley, uh, the author of I Told There'd Be I was told that there'd be cake returns to the novel format with cult classic, which looks like good, weird fun. One of the summer's most anticipated novels. The book is a kind of literary mystery thriller featuring a New York city heroine who may or may not be the target of a very contemporary, oddly romantic cult. Pick or pass. I would maybe pick that one only because I do like, I do love a good cult. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like true crime adjacent, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I would pick that. I also like a cult. It's a romantic cult, Claire, right? So you might really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also gonna say pick. I'm sure we'll have some passes in here. I'm surprised so. we've not yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Otherwise, it's just been pick. different. No yeah. Well, get your pencils out. Yep. I hope you're adding them to your <laughs> list. I I love if you have a chance to look this one up. Cult classic. It has a really cool cover. Oh, does it? So I feel mm. like it. Uh, if it's that style and it like matches the cover, then it might be. I think it sells me vibe. just from the color, okay. the cover, which I know for an auto, um, audio, yeah, medium, <laughs> not great, not helpful. Yeah, but there we are. So there yeah, go. June seventh. That one. Check our catalog if that is a pick for you. you what go. do you got, Sage? The next one is Bullet Train by Kotaro Isaka. Um, Japanese book, so I'm assuming it's been tran- translated. I think they're making this one into a movie. Yes, it does say at the end. Let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, considered the unluckiest assassin in the world, Nanao boards a bullet train from Tokyo to Moriko uh, with a simple mission, snatch a briefcase and get off at the next stop. However, Nanao is surprised to discover four other assassins on the train whose missions all intersect in surprising ways. This Japanese thriller starring Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock hits theaters in July. This movie has been on my radar for quite some has time. It? They have the moved. Time yeah. <laughs> they have moved it a couple of times because of like COVID and mm, like theater it's for sure release. July. Um, 
I thought I heard August okay. as of late, so double check that. The book was published in 2010. Yeah. So it's an older book. So it's an older one. With the movie. The trailer everything. looks amazing. Anyone should look it up. Are you going to pick it for the movie? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if I'm excited for the movie, I should pass on the book. Right? Because oftentimes that that's disappointing. <laughs> I do like the idea of a thriller. And it does, like, the idea of the of an unlucky assassin yeah. kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> so I might pick this one. Only if it's funny. And thriller. <laughs> it needs to be funny. and th- The movie looks thriller and funny. Thriller. And funny? It does look thriller. funny. Okay. Yeah. Like, funny, not in like an out loud comedy type of way, but in an absurdist. So, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Okay, then I'll pick that one. Nice. So I'm putting this one out there. It's going to be a controversial one. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Taylor Jenkins Reed, Reed's newest one, Carrie Soto is Back, from the author of Daisy Jones and the Six, a huge book here at the library and mm-hmm. all around. Um, K- Carrie Soto is Back chronicles the return of an elite tennis champion who comes back to the game six years after her retirement. At age 37, Carrie Soto is determined to cement her legacy as the greatest tennis player ever. In her way, a fierce younger rival, Carrie's own aging body, and a troubled relationship with her father slash coach. This one doesn't release until August 30th, mm. but I thought that I would highlight it here because Taylor Jenkins Reid is all over the place. Very popular, yeah. Tons of her stuff is being made into movies, films, uh, miniseries, etc. Interesting. Pick or pass. Pass. I don't like books about sports. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitive. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's a pass because I think she's overrated as an author. Oh, there I you have go. never read her, and just because and of the hype, I just can't. Mm, yeah, no like pass. I just feel like at this Sounds point, it's like just it not going to get there. Yeah, but like I don't love tennis all that much. No, I think so. if you're a Taylor Jenkins read, you like diehard. Like yeah. yeah, you're in on it. But for me, <laughs> it's a pass. Yeah, there you go. Where's my next one? Okay. So the next one I have is On Rotation by Shirlene Obuobi. Um, and it says, if you're looking for Grey's Anatomy style romance for your summer reading list in 2022, look no further than this hot debut. Ghanaian American Angela Apia has achieved the pinnacle of success as an immigrant child, medical school, a professional boyfriend, and a loyal group of successful friends. When her boyfriend dumps her she f- and she fails her medical exam and her best friend stops talking to her, Angela begins to question if this life is what she wants or what her parents have chosen for her. What are you thinking? I find it weird to say a Grey's Anatomy style romance. Probably because it just has to do with medical. Yeah. <laughs> so. Medical. Generally, I'm going to go with a soft pick. A soft pick? I'll go with a pass. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that it sounds better if you don't put the Grey's Anatomy thing at the top. I think so, too. And I like that it's, like, Ghanaian American. Yeah. Like, I do love... I love, like, immigrant, particularly, like, first generation stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like that. But I'm not, like, a huge romance. Well, but, like, is it a romance or is it a book with romance? I feel like that one might be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say. (laughs) And that one uh, publishes tomorrow. Ooh. June 21st. So it'll be out by the time you're listening to this. I do enjoy uh, New Book Tuesday. Mm. So the next one that I have on my list is The Woman in the Library by Sulari Gentile. As the board game Clue taught us so long ago, the library is an excellent place for a murder. The latest from author Sulari Gentile from the Roland Sinclair series brings readers to a corner table in the Boston Public Library. A body has just been found and police have locked down the building. Four strangers sit 
at a table. One of them is a murderer. The one with the candlestick, probably. It oh. released on June 7th. Pick or pass. I'll pick that. I'm sounds, picking that sounds too. Sounds intriguing. It's my favorite kind of concept, which like TV shows do all the time, where called the, like, the bottle episodes. <laughs> yeah, where you're like trapped. So I think that adds yeah. to the thrillerness of it, but mm-hmm. I think it also adds to like the mystery part because you'd be like, "How is someone saying something?" <laughs> or right. like, "How are they interacting with each other?" I'm so down for it. I like that pick. one. Sounds That's good. a hard pick. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, the next one I have is The Maid by Nita Prose. Um, we do have that one in the library, I'll tell you right now, because it has a bunch of holds on it. So yeah. if you want to read it, we do have it. It's, <laughs> it's got like a nice, beautiful, bright red cover. Very nice looking. Um, but it says, although she struggles to interact with people, her love of order and cleanliness make Molly Gray an excellent maid at the Regency Grand Hotel. When Molly discovers a wealthy guest dead in his hotel bed, the police peg her as the prime suspect due to her unusual behaviors. With the help of her friends, Molly must investigate the murder to prove her innocence in this locked room mystery. So similar to, to, the, to Claire's. Yeah. If you're in the mood for a cozy mystery for your summer reading, The Maid delivers. The twists and turns are intriguing, but not shocking, and everyone gets there happily ever after. Pass. Pass, Claire. Yep. But it has a happily ever after. <laughs> I would pick this one. Yep. It sounds fun. It does sound fun. It sounds like a... It sounds like a BBC mystery it does. series. It does. Where it's like not too serious. Exactly. And it's like, if it were a show, it's like you'd see their feet. Yeah. You wouldn't see any blood. It's like <laughs> yeah. there's a dead body there, but we're not going to show you too much. Exactly. Type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. That. It's like cozy mystery adjacent. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> Again, because no rules. <laughs> nope. It's a very popular, it's a very so. popular book. So, other people are enjoying it. And I'm happy for them. My next pick or pass is Upgrade by Blake Crouch. Pivoting off contemporary fears of genetic editing gone rogue, the sci-fi thriller Upgrade follows government agent Logan Ramsey after he's accidentally exposed to a virus designed to manipulate his core genetic structure. With each passing day, Logan's brain is getting better, stronger, faster, evolving and fast forward towards a post-human future. It's scary because it's plausible, and author Blake Crouch is so good with this stuff. Releasing July 19th. Pick Pass. 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 <laughs> Pass. I don't, like, it It freaks me out. Exactly what they said. It's like, it's scary because it could happen. Sure. And Pass, I don't want to yeah. read about it. <laughs> I'll live through it if I have to. I don't want to read if about I it. If I have to. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it's a pick because I do like sci-fi thrillers mm, okay. um, and I recently read some like sci-fi like medical e thrillers and you like those and I do like them but I will agree that they do freak you out in a way that yeah. other thrillers do Don't not freak me out <laughs> just like how they're used to like you know those pandemic movies came out years and years ago yeah. and it's like that's scary yeah. and, and then it's like it happened <laughs> and it was yeah, yeah. so it's like no thank you yeah, past. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, what's your next? Um, this one. I just, we have it at the library. It, it um, was published in May of 2022. Um, it's called When Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill. Um, so it says, in her imaginative new historical fantasy, um, Kelly Barnhill details the mass dragoning of 1955. In a shocking event, hundreds of thousands of ordinary mothers and wives transform into dragons and fly away. Was it by choice? And where did they go? <laughs> Alex can't stop wondering after her beloved aunt is involved, but the subject is taboo, um, though the consequences to her family are far-reaching. Pick or pass? Pass. 
I have this as a pick. Do you? I do. I have it at home at present. I, like, I almost want to, but then I'm like, is it going to be too weird? Well, that's what I'm wondering. So I have it at home. Okay. I'll let you know. Nice I, cover. Love the cover. It's Beautiful. gorgeous. Like, it could be a poster on a mm-hmm. wall. It is gorgeous. Beautiful green yep. and some floral motif, like absolutely beautiful. I, I just don't know if it's the type of book that's like a magical realism type or if it's going to be a super grounded, gritty in reality. That's what of I mean. Like the world is altered by this. Yeah, because like historical fantasy thing. could go yeah. either way, right? Yeah. So. I don't know, but you'll have to let me know. Yeah, I have a pick, but I understand why it might be a pass. <laughs> it. Was it by choice? Where did they go? Yeah. It's a, again, the write-up leaves a little something to be <laughs> yeah, desired, I think. So my next one, pick or pass, is Babel or the Necessity of Violence by R.F. Quang. Author R.F. Quang's cerebral brand of speculative fiction is enormous fun for nerds of sufficient intensity, and her new book looks amazing. In 1828, young Robin Swift, a Chinese boy raised in Britain, is recruited to study at Oxford, where he learns of England's nefarious means of cultural hegemony via magic. Refusing to betray his motherland, Robin joins a new kind of student revolution. Uh, And then it ends the write-up with, power, brother. (laughs) Why did they do that? I know, it's like... You have to, you, we can't read all of these super <laughs> write-ups. You just got to take it for what it is. But it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So this one releases August 23rd, sort of the end of summer. I think it's on a lot of people's uh, radar at present. Mm-hmm. For me, as soon as I see speculative fiction, pass. Pass. I'm not like super into historical. I don't mind some. I might pass this one. But it's not a hard pass, like a soft pass. Yeah. I'll see what people are saying. <laughs> when Swayed I by the hegemony. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. What's your next one? Um, I have The Many Daughters of, of Fong Moy by Jamie Ford. Um, so it says, former poet um, Dorothy Moy has always channeled her dissociative episodes and mental health into her work. When her daughter starts showing similar behaviors and remembering items from the lives of past ancestors, Dorothy undergoes an experimental tri- treatment to alleviate inherited trauma. As Dorothy becomes intimately connected with the past generations of women in her family, she finds a stranger is searching for her in each time period. Hmm. I would pick this one. I would... It's a soft pick for me, but I would want to see it as a movie. It sounds like it would be a good movie, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't mind, um, like, time period history. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, not necessarily historical, but I like when there's different time periods or, like, time travel. Yeah. And if a stranger is searching for you in every time period, that's interesting. What is that? (laughs) Yeah. I need to know. So, yeah, I think that one sounds interesting. Agreed. Um, So my next one is The Monster's Bones by David K. Randall. This ambitious tome from veteran author and journalist David K. Randall pivots off the 1902 fossil excavation of Tyrannosaurus Rex, everyone's famous Cretaceous carnivore. On the menu, intrepid paleontologists, Gilded Age, robber barons, tricky politics at the American Museum of Natural History, and four-foot-long jaws with 12-inch teeth, released at the beginning of the month, June 7th. Pick or pass? I like dinosaurs. I'd pick that one. (laughs) I'm a pick as an audio. Yeah. Is it a nonfiction? I think it might be. Mm, But maybe if that's a lie, we don't know. We don't know. It doesn't tell us. <laughs> no, I thought it was... I think I cut off the uh, 
<laughs> oh no, it is nonfiction. It's okay, nonfiction. Good. Yeah. I, I like a good dinosaur. I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but I might give that one a look. I like listening to nonfiction. So that's produce. a that's an audio pick for me. Mm, nice. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, the next one I have is We Are All the Brennans by Tracy Lange. Our Lang, perhaps. Um, we are the Brennans. It says, after a car accident, Sunday Brennan returns to her large Irish family in New York. Five years earlier, she had abandoned them and her high school sweetheart with no explanation. Determined to rebuild, rebuild her relationship, Sunday is startled when a man threatens the family's business and forces the family to confront painful mistakes. Delving into the ways guilt and shame can affect our interactions, We Are the Brennans is a great choice for your summer reading list this year. That's a pass. Yeah, I might pass that one. It sounds a little <laughs> sad. Well, yeah, it just sounds heavy. Yeah, like, like, why'd you leave them? Yeah. <laughs> and why are you coming back? Come <laughs> why on. Why are you coming back? So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next pick or pass is The Divorce Colony, nonfiction again, by April White. In the 19th century, women in unhappy marriages didn't have a lot of options. But for some, freedom was found in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where progressive divorce laws made the small town a very specific kind of vacation destination. The divorce colony digs into the rich culture and history that developed in this particular time and place. Bonus trivia, author April White is a historian and senior editor at the very cool Atlas Obscura. This released last week, June 14th. Pick or pass? Probably a pass. Again, listen for me. I'd pick it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know what those laws were, how those ladies got divorced without That's true. being able to own property or do anything. That's true. I probably wouldn't be able. I probably wouldn't be able to sit and read it. Yeah, but it's like a listen it. Yeah, maybe working out, it. taking a walk. Yeah, doing your participation, perhaps. There you go. <laughs> Getting those numbers in. Exactly. What do you got? I have this one is called Dreamland Burning by Jennifer Latham. It says, when 17-year-old Rowan Chase finds a body buried in her backyard, it sends her on a journey of self-discovery based on a 100-year-old murder. In 1921, Will Tillman lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a town segregated by Jim Crow laws and pervaded by racial violence. A misunderstanding prompts a single violent outburst, propelling Will into the midst of a Tulsa race riots. That sounds heavy. Yeah, but I would pick that one. I would pick it again as audio, I think, though. I, I always find, like, the... Like the Jim Crow and everything like that. Jim I Crow South is very interesting. It is, yeah. yeah. So you, and like it is. This is a fiction, but you know it's based, based on reality. In, yeah. So. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, and that one was published in 2017, actually. So a bit of a a throwback. One, but so if we don't have that one in our catalog, and you're interested, there's always Interlibrary Loan. Mm-hmm. So yep. contact anyone here at the library; they'll be able to set you up with Interlibrary Loan, no problem. So switching gears a little bit mm-hmm. um, is a YA picker pass. So this one is called Violet Made of Thorns by Gina Chen. The unusual palace intrigue goes insanely high stakes when a morally ambiguous court prophet awakens a sinister curse that could wipe out the entire kingdom. Author Gina Chen's fantasy debut, the first in a proposed duology, explores the intriguing idea of what happens when the kingdom's official mystic prognosticator has trouble telling the truth. I do love moral ambiguity. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> I would maybe pick that one. I don't usually read fantasy, but it doesn't sound like too, like, 
fantasy-ish. So is like, a soft I do pick. Like a, I do like a curse. I do like a curse. Curses are good. <laughs> <laughs> I like so a this soft one releases pick. July 26. Mm. I would also say that it's a pick. But I'm a little bit nervous by the line, the first of a proposed duology, right, suggesting so, the second book hasn't yet been picked up. So it could end in a very vague way, where it yeah. could just be one, but it could leave you wanting more. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. So, like, it's it's on my, it's a soft pick for me, but it's not high on the list. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there you go. Yeah. Hmm. Again, not great for an audio uh, medium. <laughs> Cover's gorgeous. Yeah. So do with that as you will. There you go. What's your next? I have The Dry by Jane Harper. Um, it says, amid the worst drought in the century, the farming community of Kirara, Australia, is rocked by a murder-suicide in a local family. For the first time since he was run out of town as a teen, federal agent Aaron Falk returns home for the funeral. The parents of his best friends are convinced their son could not have murdered his family, and Falk agrees to help the local sheriff investigate in this compulsive mystery that will draw you in from the very first page. Pick. Me too. I would pick that one. It sounds good. It's a little bit older though, isn't it? 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we might not have it, but... I think we do. She's... If we do. Jane I was going to say popular, popular author, so yeah. we probably still do. But yeah, murder, drought. Yeah. It's summer vibes anyways. Yeah. It's going to feel hot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, murder such summer vibes. Yeah. <laughs> as, as one does. Yeah. I more meant like the hot dryness <laughs> yeah, of the temperatures, but you know. Do what you will in the summer. Um, so the next one is Something Wilder by Christina Lauren, which is a duo um, that writes under the name of Christina Lauren. So Christina Lauren's new romance, Something Wilder, follows the fortunes of a young Lily Wilder who has inherited hand-drawn maps left behind by her father, a famous treasure hunter. Now a tour guide in the canyons of Utah, Lily finds herself on an adventure with old flame Leo Grady, who is still carrying a torch possibly an actual torch for Lily. It just released in May. Pick or pass. I would pick that one. Because adventure vibes? Maybe adventure and like romance adventure. Yeah. It's, it's a really pass. kind of cute pass for you. Yeah. You don't like romance adventure? No. I hate romance as we all know. No. Um, <laughs> I've had a really hard time. Christina Lauren's writing is extremely popular. Mm-hmm. I haven't read like her it. in ages. Oh, okay. And I just, I don't really connect with her books. I don't know why. But, like, that one does, if you're starting something, it does sound like a good summer one because, like, adventure yeah. It gives me sort of Lost City, That's like, Sandra Bullock, Johnny yeah. Tatum vibes, which was a very enjoyable watch. It might be. So, it might be. yeah. It's, I guess it's a soft pass. Okay. If it came across and I was in the right mood. Then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It might surprise you. Exactly. What's your next one? I have um, Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. Uh, in one of the best books for your 2022 summer reading list, estranged siblings Byron and Benny are brought back together by their mom's death. For their inheritance, they find a traditional Caribbean black cake and a voice recording from their mother. Eleanor's message tells the turbulent story of her life, one full of secrets and a long-lost child that will leave the siblings questioning everything they thought they knew. I don't like sibling books. It's weird. I have siblings, <laughs> but I don't like I don't like sibling books. What does that say? Yeah, I'm not sure. So that's a pass for me. I would maybe pass that one too. Like, it sounds interesting, but, like, and like a, a lot of people really like sort of, like, family yeah. dynamic stuff, but I just, I can't connect with some sibling stuff, especially if the story is wildly different than how I perceive <laughs> my siblings. siblings. Yeah, how the relationship is. I, I find it really hard. black cake, though, does sound like it, it would sound. be good. So. Yeah, but it's probably, like, a funeral cake, so. Maybe. Well, <laughs> maybe. 
Probably um, still good. The next one is probably on a lot of people's radar. And it's Husband Material by Alexis Hall. The title of the sequel to the popular 2020 romance, Boyfriend Material, was kind of inevitable, really. Returning readers will find Luke and Oliver still together after all that business and now looking at the next step in their relationship. Author Alexis Hall summons that dilemma, uh, that dilemma familiar to so many couples. All of our friends are getting married. What do we do next? Releasing on August 2nd. Did you read boyfriend material is that the one like they're fake boyfriends at first or is that i'm not sure one's a prince mm, they're no. making it into a movie oh okay no yeah. i did not but i heard a lot about it and it did sound good so yeah. i would maybe pick that one after i read the first yeah. one <laughs> i agree with you i also have not read it okay yet. but it's on my radar because of the movie also and it's been all over book talk as of late and mm-hmm. i recently read uh, Lady for a Duke from Alexis Hall. Yes. Alexis Hall is a male author who writes romance, in case our listeners are not aware. And A Lady for a Duke was an excellently mm-hmm. written uh, transgender historical romance. So it does make me more likely to look for Alexis Hall's books in the yep. future. However, know. pass on this one because I haven't read the first one. And I can't <laughs> read the second one. I know. But it's in case, pass, pass. yes, it's in case just... there are fans out there, I wanted that one to be on your radar that it's releasing this summer, yeah, and you can probably already put your name down for it. So please do. Yeah. Do you have one more last? I have one more. Sure. Yeah. Um, we have the next thing you know by Jessica Strasser. Uh, as an end of life doula, Nova's job is to help the terminally ill cope with their impending deaths. Her most challenging client, Mason Shaler, as an up-and-coming indie singer-songwriter who comes in asking for help to say goodbye after a deteriorating condition that has already caused him to lose his ability to play guitar. Months later, after Mason dies in a car crash, Mason's mom comes in accusing Nova of assisting Mason's suicide. Now Nova questions everything she thought she knew about a patient she had become extremely close with to this top-level tear-jerking perfect for your summer reading list. So that's a sad one. That's a pass. I can't. <laughs> I would maybe pass that one too. <laughs> Little sad. Yeah. But I think you have to be in a very particular place. Yes, a strong and, place mentally. Yeah. <laughs> and know where you are. Yeah. Like it sounds very interesting. It sounds very yeah. thought provoking mm-hmm. and also very emotional. And I am not, not in, the in the mood for that at <laughs> no. present. I get that. Yeah. Same for me. And that one was published in March of 2022. So. Let's end on a light note, shall yeah, we? Absolutely. That was a bit of a downer. Um, so Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Scientists need love too. That's the governing principle in Allie Hazelwood's new Steminist rom-com. I know. <laughs> Concerning neuroengineering expert B, I'm not even going to do this last name. It's Scandinavian and there's an umlaut. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass. So B and her crush slash rival, Levi Ward, he has the piercing eyes, muscled arms, and formidable intellect. Just because B understands how neurons work doesn't mean she can control the things when they fire up. Don't overthink it, you two. Releasing August 23rd. Did you read her other book? It was The The Love Love Hypothesis? Hypothesis. No, I did not. Okay, 100% recommend that one. I am so looking forward to this one. It is a pick- Times a hundred for me. I heard a lot of people really liked that one, and yeah. I think even a coworker had recommended it, and then she recommended it to her husband to read, and then he and he enjoyed it as well, giggling, yeah, <laughs> like as he's reading it. So I'll pick have both. To read it. Pick yeah. both. Look at us breaking the rules. I'll We're pick picking it. both. <laughs> I'll pick it. I'll read the first one. <laughs> so let us know. Do you agree with our list? Probably not. Probably not. Um, it's also going to be on our website with our pick or pass. Um, again. 
Yep. This is nothing personal to the books, nope. the authors, the vibes, nothing. It's random. It's literally <laughs> how we felt this moment. Yeah. Listening back to the podcast, we may have different thoughts as well. In a year? You knows? never know. So let us know what you're picking or passing for the summer. Let us know your just summer favorite reads. Um, on our website, there's also going to be a staff picks list of our recommended summer reads. So you can tell us whether you pick or pass those. <laughs> it's a fun little game that we're yes. all going to play together. I think so. So before we leave you today, we're going to share what we're reading, watching, and listening to. What have you been reading, Sage? I Well, I was on holidays, so I really wasn't reading all that much. <laughs> I was quite busy. Um, but before I left, I was reading the graphic novel Heartstopper by oh, Alice Oh, very popular at present. Very popular. The show came out that the graphic novel I heard it's on. adorable. Loved the show. So yeah. I was like, well, I might as well read it. Because <laughs> then it does go a bit ahead of where the show left off. Because oh, nice. I was like, I need to know like, what happens. <laughs> um, so I'm on the third. I'm, I'm on hold for the fourth volume. There's four volumes. So that's what I'm reading. What are nice. you reading? Um, I started a new one yesterday called Top 10 Trends to Seduce Your Best Friend by Penny Reed. And it's so funny because the title is a bit of a misnomer because mm-hmm. they aren't best friends. They're just playing them on social media nice. to gain following. Ooh. So it's an enemies to friends to lovers Aww, situation. Nice. And Penny Reed, if you're not familiar, she has a number of different um, series. She's a rom-com author um she's she is like an independent published she does some things i think with larger publishing houses but generally speaking she's an independent um author so a lot of her books are either on kindle unlimited or just like very inexpensive on kindle nice. but she is a full-time author this is what she like makes her living at i've been reading her for probably like close to 10 years on and off and this one the cover just got me that i ordered it it is a fat little book, my goodness. Um, but the cover is just like so eye-catching. I wanted to get it straight away. I read 100 pages last night, and I was like, I have to go to bed because work. <laughs> but, but I'll see you in the on, morning. Honestly, it was really hard. Aww. So I haven't, yeah, I'm not totally into it, but I am really, really enjoying it so yeah, far. That's yeah. good. That sounds like a cute one. What have you been watching? I have been watching... Um, an anime, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new one. It's called Spy X Family. I don't think I've told you about this. You haven't told me about it, but did they? Did we recently get the mangas here at the library? Maybe, because it is based, obviously, on a manga. But and I haven't read it, but the show is so good. It's, um, like, got the music of, like, typical kind of, like, spy movie, almost, like, get smart oh, type okay. of thing. Um, so there's a spy, very attractive, you know, spy, good at what he does. And his newest mission, he needs to infiltrate this very posh, like, private school to get to know, you know, some guy. What, what the happenings are. Yeah. Um, so to do that, he has to have a child. So he <laughs> goes to an orphanage, and he picks up this little girl named Anya. Um, cutest. Oh, gosh. She's so cute. And um, unbeknownst to him, she is telepathic so she can read people's minds oh. and he does not know she's six um so she can read people's minds and then to get into the school they have to have the perfect family so he just meets this woman on the street um they she needs a fake boyfriend for a party he needs a fake wife they do the whole thing perfect and perfect she's an assassin and he oh. does not know but the little girl since she can read people's minds she knows that dad is a is a spy 
on this mission yeah. and that mom is an assassin <laughs> and that she's part of this mission. So she just does her little best to try to help. Oh my gosh. It's adorable. It it's sounds so, so good. funny. It's it's amazing. Where do you I would watch really it? recommend it. Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. Crunchyroll, yeah. So a different nice. streaming yeah. <laughs> service. You know, all the streaming all services. Of them, but I would recommend it. And it, yeah, it's definitely the books that I recently shelved yes. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really I would really recommend it. I haven't read the books, but if they're anything, of course, the show is based off of them, so yeah. they're probably also really great. But the voice actor, um, I would really recommend. I know some people don't like watching shows with subtitles. Get over it, <laughs> is what I have to say. But the, the Japanese version is much better than the English dubbed version. Yeah. They just do a way better job. And the little voice that they have for the girl, Aww, it just fits it her so well. <laughs> and it's so cute and funny. And yeah, highly recommend. Nice. Big show. Yeah. What are you watching? So I have two, again, mm-hmm. breaking the rules. Um, my first is Top Gun Maverick, oh, of course. which I was looking forward to on our podcast that we yes. were talking about a couple of podcasts ago. Was it everything you ago. hoped for? It was more than everything I hoped for. <laughs> first of all, Tom Cruise like intros the movie for you at the theater, oh. and he's like, thank you, you so much. your theater? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Bessie was Tom Cruise now. Um, so... He intros the movie and he's like, thank you so much for waiting for this movie. We wanted Mm -hmm. you to have the theater experience, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And you know how sometimes you go to the theater and you're like, "Mm, I could have watched that at home. Yeah. It wasn't a theater experience. This was a theater movie? It was a theater movie. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. The scope of it is crazy. The stunts, obviously, insane. Mm -hmm. Um, Just everything about it. It looks so just good. It's just like... I know that Tom Cruise is a bit controversial or whatever, but he is a movie star for a reason. He is, yeah. He's a charisma machine. Like, it Flying is, those jets, you yeah. know? No, it's, it was outrageous. It was so it was so good. I just kept seeing on TikTok because Miles Teller is Oh, yeah, this little shimmy dance. Yes, everyone was freaking out about the shimmy yeah. and just realizing now that he's been attractive this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I like him fine, but there are oh, yeah. tons of great people in there it. There is, yeah. Um, and just everyone is cast so well in their parts so like if you're supposed to be unlikable whatever Val Kilmer makes an appearance Ooh. after his health struggles um I think they they wrap up his storyline really nicely mm-hmm. um he obviously he has he doesn't have a voice anymore because of his cancer treatments yeah. and and things and Aww. I've read some interviews that he has put out about you know how great it was to be on set with Tom Cruise and just yeah uh, being back sort of at it a little bit and I really like Val Kilmer and I have yeah. done for a long time <laughs> so there are a few emotional parts throughout the movie I think I cried three separate times oh my goodness yeah how long is the movie <laughs> I think it's like two hours and like a little bit okay but an acceptable like, amount of time for a movie for well me. but also just like some of the things are like unexpectedly emotional or mm-hmm. like it's just like the movie experience like gets you because it's like a movie <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would definitely recommend if you feel comfortable going to the theater um, to go to the theater. Yeah. I went in a weird a off time, but it was uh, very good. Yeah, I went in a weird off time. Wore my mask. If you feel comfortable going maskless, yeah. that's up to you. But I'm just saying, if you're if you're staying away from the theater because you're not comfortable, go at a weird off time. I went 12:30 on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. There. There's really there's not a lot of people, but yeah. I would definitely recommend the theater experience. Oh, and then my show I'm going to recommend, which is on a streaming service, different from your streaming service, because they're all streaming services, <laughs> uh, is Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Yes, I've heard 
okay things about that. <laughs> You're okay things. Are you a Star Wars person? No. No. But See, my boyfriend is. So, so he was telling, he said it was good. Yeah. He said Mandalorian has been better Mandalorian so is far, better. Yeah. I think he wasn't super caught up with the episodes for Obi-Wan. So he said. I love you and McGregor. The next few, So does he. Yeah. So he's, he's excited. That, yes. You know. And there's been some controversy from the fans about the casting of little baby Leia. But honestly, said he liked her. she is one of the job. best parts of the show. Yeah. And if you think otherwise, you don't know Princess Leia. She's yeah. perfectly cast, in my opinion. She's lovely. The chemistry that that little actress has with Ewan McGregor is fantastic. Aww, um, that's cute. I want more, like, I'm one episode behind. I want more, like, lightsaber battles and, like, some other things. And there are just, like, a few little plot holes, which happens with prequels because you don't know that you're going back to tell a particular story. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, whatever. Go oh, into so it with an open mind. I was like, okay, yeah. so this is the sequel of the prequel of the... Exactly. So, like, the original series, mm-hmm. or, like, the original movie series, this takes place about ten years before. Okay. So yeah. when they're, like, even younger. Yeah. So, like, Luke and Leia are about ten years old. Okay. Yeah. So we've seen Luke from afar at present, and Leia is a central character. Mm, That's cool. Yeah. So I've I've really enjoyed it. Mm, That does sound good. I just I like Star Wars though. I do too. So like something about it. There are some things that I don't connect with with Star Wars, but if it's something new from Star Wars, I'm gonna give it a chance until I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) Like because I get excited every single time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been listening to? I have one that I'm going to listen to because I put it on my Libby like three weeks ago and then I never listened to it. (laughs) And then you went on holiday. Yeah, and then I was busy so I didn't have a chance but it's The Night Swim by Megan (gasps) Golden. Was it you that recommended it to me? Yes, it was. Okay, I was like, I know... More than me probably. I think maybe you and somebody else because I was like, I've definitely been told about this one. Um, So it's an audio book. The Night Swim, I'll just read you a a cute little synopsis here. Um... So it's about a girl that has, like, a crime podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it says, ever since her true crime podcast became an overnight sensation and set an innocent man free, Rachel Kral has become a household name and the last hope for people seeking justice. But she's used to her being recognized for her voice, not her face, which makes it all more unsettling when she finds a note on her car windshield addressed to her begging for help. So it does sound very interesting. The audiobook? Like, I'm sure the book is... Well written, but that's what I've heard. That's what people have told me. But it's the the audio book is what's special. So I think I haven't checked into the book, but it alternates between like what's happening now, Mm -hmm. what's happening then, and then a current trial. Mm. So you get this like little every either second or third chapter is a pot like a mini podcast episode yeah. with like the music and like everything and it sounds so just good. like a little podcast yeah so like they've done like a proper like audiobook like immersive mm-hmm. read of the story Almost that's just, just like a radio yeah like a and i think reading it theater. i don't know that you would get that connect it in the same way yeah. but when i'm listening to it i was just like yes <laughs> see and that's what i heard so that's yeah. why when i looked i was like oh it lapsed i need to actually listen to it now. <laughs> yes, I think do. I just started it before and then, you know, <laughs> it life. So. Yeah. so what I've been listening to is The Ministry for the Future by Kim Stanley Robinson. And this and one is... is nonfiction? No. Oh. It's a fiction and it kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I've been listening to it slowly because it does seem like a little too based in reality Uh-oh. that it just like, it gives See, me the I willies don't like sometimes. Those. Yeah, don't it, like those. it does give me the willies. So... 
Um, here's the little synopsis. Established in 2025, the purpose of the new organization, the Ministry for the Future, was simple, to advocate for the world's future generations and to protect all living creatures, present and future. It soon became known as the Ministry for the Future, and this is its story. From legendary science fiction author Kim Stanley Robinson comes a vision of climate change unlike ever, unlike any ever imagined. Told entirely through the fictional eyewitness accounts, the Ministry for the Future is a masterpiece of the imagination. The story of how climate, oops, story of how climate change will affect all of us over the decades to come. Its setting is not desolate post-apocalyptic world, but a future that is almost upon us and in which we must overcome the extraordinary challenges we face. It is a novel both immediate and impactful, desperate and hopeful in equal measure, and is one of the most powerful and original books on climate change ever written. So basically, the Ministry for the Future looks at people, quote-unquote, perpetrating climate crimes at present Mm -hmm. and sort of prosecuting their crimes in the present instead of waiting for the effects of these things. Honestly, first of all, it blows my mind. When was Um, this written? Because 2025 is not that far away. 2020. (laughs) Oh, boy. So October 2020, um, well, it was when it was published. I yeah. don't know when it was written. Um, it, the audio, I'm listening to it via audiobook, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it has multiple, so it's eyewitness accounts, so it has multiple narrators. Mm-hmm. So each voice that you hear for each character is its own thing. It's not one person putting on voices for That's everyone. Nice, yeah. Which, again, is one of those, like, radio drama, like, yeah, immersive experiences. But, like, honestly... It's scary to yeah because it's true yeah let's just say it it's true so it just it's really hard to listen to large chunks of it and then so you're I'm, like, I'm so happy yeah like <laughs> I'm having such outside. a good day I'm gonna go listen to the, yeah so it's really well written it's really well performed mm-hmm. but it's not one that I'm just like blowing through yeah so need to yeah I'm just like <laughs> baby bits baby bits yeah so I did that get that one good, from though. Audible. I think we have it as well, but I knew that I was going to be slow with it. Yeah. So I did use one of my Audible time. credits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is quite it is quite good, so I would recommend it. Mm, nice. Yeah. I'd pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end. We hope mm-hmm. that you have a great summer, whatever it might bring you. I hope that you get into our reading challenges and our reading clubs. You can, again, pick up those sheets at any of our branches, including Bauer. You can also print off your own copies from mm-hmm. our website. Uh, just go to rdpl.org. If you want to let Sage and I know our picks and or passes were correct <laughs> or incorrect, uh, you can know. find us on Twitter at sblackrdpl or at what CCs. And uh, we hope you have an excellent summer. Yeah. Enjoy the weather. <laughs> yes. Hopefully it's it's good. Yes. It will be. <laughs> it will be. But not too good. I don't like a 36. No. Yeah. I want a nice 27 summer. Yeah. 27 is good. Yeah. 36, no go. <laughs> so happy summer. Happy summer reading. And we'll see you guys in the fall. Bye, guys. Bye.